This is Brain Diet, episode number 106. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Are you ready to talk all about willpower? I decided I wanted to do an entire episode on it because willpower is something that comes up a lot in the world of dieting and weight loss, and it comes up in sessions with clients. Willpower is quite an important thing to understand when it comes to your relationship with food, your relationship with yourself, and your ability to feel your feelings. So we are going to talk all about that today. We may think of willpower in different ways. We might have definitions for what it means. So today I am just going to go by the dictionary definition so that all of the information today is more or less cohesive. So when I Googled willpower, the definition was control exerted to do something or restrain impulses. So in my mind, the words that stick out here are control and restrain. Now, these words, if you visualize them, it's kind of in alignment when you think you're using willpower, you're controlling, you're restraining, you're kind of white knuckling, there is energy exerted in some manner. Now, these words control, restrain, to me, they sound a little bit hostile, like I think of restraints, handcuffs, right? Like we're working against someone trying to get away kind of thing. It feels a little bit militant and a little bit rigid. So if there is hostility and rigidity in this definition, it would make sense why it might be difficult to implement at all times. It makes sense why we can't have willpower always because it would be exhausting. We would exhaust ourselves in the use of it. Control and restraint means there is exerted energy involved. And if we are exerting energy, there will be a point where we run out and we would need a replenishment phase before we could utilize it again. See what I'm saying? I visualize this in a way where if you think of holding a barbell, if you had a barbell in one of your hands and you were holding your arm at a 90 degree angle, you could only hold it for so long. Like Maybe it could be a couple hours. I don't know. It would depend on how heavy the barbell was. But at some point, the muscle would fatigue. At some point, you would fail. You would have to drop the barbell. Another visual is if you have a door closed and you were like leaning up against it, trying to keep it closed as if something was going to come out. Again, we are exerting energy to do something. At some point, you're not going to be able to hold that door closed anymore. It's just not going to be in your power to consistently always hold it closed. And the last thing that comes to mind is, do you watch Survivor? Have you ever watched Survivor? That's one of my favorite shows. I have auditioned my husband, Ben, as a Father's Day gift so many times, and he's never gotten picked. I really hope one day he gets to be on Survivor. He would be so good on that show. Anyway, on Survivor, the challenges that they do, they have these physical challenges. 
And they are a lot like this, where it's something along the lines of holding something at a 90 degree angle or standing on a two inch board for so long. Like they are doing something that both as a viewer and maybe as a participant initially might seem simple. It's like, oh, I I can do that. That's no big deal. But no matter how simple it is in the beginning, if it requires energy, if you are using energy to do it, you will eventually run out. So if you are trying to lose weight and you are looking at certain foods that you maybe don't want to be eating and are using willpower, I think this is typically what most of us do. Most of us don't know anything different. And so if we're trying to lose weight or eat in a certain way, willpower is the way we go. And even if we don't give it that label, we are still mentally exerting energy against something. We are exerting energy to resist what's happening for us. Think about this. Think about how this sets us up. We would want to lose weight, which might require eating a certain way or whatever. And we give ourselves the only option of using willpower, which is limited. Therefore, we guarantee our own burnout. Like if we only give ourselves the option of willpower, it is a guarantee for burnout at some point. It's a guarantee for failure. And that's a lot of like the off the wagon, on the wagon kind of thing is when people run out of that willpower, when they're just exhausted from all of the energy exertion of resisting their desires and the things that they want to be eating. Using willpower is what you employ to work against your brain. Let's illustrate a little bit about what happens in our brain when it comes to food and desire for food. If you have a donut placed in front of you and you're like, oh, it's a surprise. I wasn't planning on eating a donut today. Your brain creates desire for that donut. It knows, hey, if I eat that, I'm going to get a little bit of a dopamine hit. So I desire that donut because I know that's going to feel good if we eat this. So then we eat it. We eat the donut and we get the little dopamine hit. And then what happens is that reinforces that neural pathway. So then next time the donut is put in front of us, we're like, hey, remember last time we wanted this donut and we got it. We had the desire and we got to eat it and it felt so good. So we should want it again. And the more over time we do this with food, the more we increase our desire for certain things. It's not because certain foods are irresistible. It's just because of how we have conditioned ourselves. And honestly, this is really good news because if we have conditioned ourselves to work this way mentally, we can decondition ourselves to not work that way mentally. But if you have this existing neural pathway of desire and fulfillment and then reinforcement, when you are trying to control or restrain or resist this pathway, you end up increasing your desire for food by withholding the reward. Like, have you ever, I know this is true with kids and I think it's also true with adults. We just don't want to admit it, but where someone's like, oh, you can't do that. Or, oh, you can't have that. And it makes you want it even more where you're like, but wait, that's the one thing I want. My kids do this with their toys where it's like, oh, I'm going to take that away. And it's like, they haven't played with it in months, but of course, because I'm telling them they can't have it. They want it more than anything in the whole entire universe, right? This happens to a lesser degree for us adults when it comes to food. And if we have these neural pathways and we tell ourselves, you can't have that. And we try to resist what is true for us, which is that we have a desire 
the truth is we have this desire and we resist that by saying, no, 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 we shouldn't have the desire. Don't have the desire. It increases our desire for it, right? So then what happens is now that you have just resisted this pathway and created even more desire, you require even more willpower to work against it. And then you run out even faster. This is why when people do those crazy intense crash diets, that it's so brief because their willpower is drained so quickly because of this control and restraint that's happening mentally for this person where they're resisting all of their neural pathways. They're saying, hey, when we offer this feeling, it gets rewarded. When we offer this thought, it gets rewarded. And there is a lot more information on this in episode 84. It's called Why What You're Eating Isn't the Problem. So if you want to know more about that, I love that episode. That's a great one. That's really informative. But so now we have this. It's like, okay, we have this neural pathway that when we try to control and restrain, it just makes more of it. So what do we do? What is the next thing for us? How do we approach ourselves if we are trying to lose weight or eat in a certain way and avoid using willpower? Whenever we are trying to lose weight, and honestly, I feel like this is true regardless of if you're trying to lose weight or not. I think this is just a useful health practice. I believe it's important to have some kind of structure. So for my clients, a lot of the times it's simply making a 24 hour food plan. And that doesn't mean that it's only of certain foods necessarily. It doesn't mean that it's specifically something I'm prescribing. It's just a matter of you giving yourself some structure to say, this is the plan that I would like to follow tomorrow. Or you can do the same thing with macros, right? If you are in a mental space that is healthy enough to implement macros to say, okay, in this day, I want to hit these macros more or less in this way, right? That kind of structure gives our brain a template. It gives our brain a way to organize the day. And it also illustrates to us the difference between, oh, this is the structure. And then this is when I'm having urges to go away from the structure. It makes it a little bit easier to identify when that's happening for us. Um, You can also do just generally like certain foods you will or won't eat or certain times you will or won't eat. Regardless, I think that just some kind of structure is important to reveal where we are using willpower, right? You know what I'm saying? So then what happens is we have a structure in place, whatever way works for you in terms of how you are eating. And ahead of time, you anticipate that you are going to have an urge to do something different. You are going to have an urge to eat off your structure, off your plan, off your macros, off your timing. I don't know. You're, you're going to have an urge to do something different. The urges come inevitably And then what happens is you are left with the discomfort of a lack of reinforcement of a neural pathway. You have a desire for that donut. And when that desire doesn't get rewarded mentally, you are left with some discomfort because the brain's like, wait a minute, when I offer this, it gets rewarded and now I'm offering it and it's not getting rewarded. And then it throws a tantrum, right? Again, very similar to young children. But instead... When these moments inevitably happen, instead of white knuckling or working against it, instead of trying to run away from it, like holding the door shut or resisting it in any way, the opposite of willpower is being willing to just sit with the desire and not do anything about it. To say, okay, I can recognize I'm having a desire for something that's off my structure. I 
mentally, my brain wants to be rewarded because it's offering this pathway that usually gets rewarded. And I can just sit here and not do anything about it. Being uncomfortable in this way is something that you are very, very capable of doing, but it does take some conscious awareness. It requires you to pause, to have that urge, to have that desire and pause enough and take a breath instead of rushing to either satisfy the urge or rushing to run away from it, right? A lot of times when we have urges to eat off our plan and we don't want to feel those urges, we just distract ourselves with other things. And this is a form of willpower is just avoiding what's true for us. What's true for you is you have a desire and it's uncomfortable when it doesn't get rewarded. This is okay. This is our opportunity to decondition our brain a little bit. And instead of using willpower and running out of it, why not just rewire the pathway so that the desire is less, it gets decreased. Now in the Google definition that I found, they use like an example sentence with the word that you've just Googled. And the one that they had for willpower was most of our bad habits are due to laziness or a lack of willpower. And again, these are just these Google people using sentences as examples for the words we are searching for. But I disagree with the sentence. I don't know who is the person saying it, and that's fine. But I disagree. I think that bad habits are due to an inability to feel our feelings. It is due to an inability to just sit and feel and not react to it, not do anything about it. Our bad habits are due to an inability to just be uncomfortable for 60 seconds, to just sit there and be like, okay, I'm having an urge for something. And I know it's not ultimately what I plan for myself. And so I'm not going to satisfy this urge. And that's going to be a little bit uncomfortable for a while. If we're not willing to feel that, then of course, we're just going to be working against ourselves. We're going to be resisting that. And eventually we will cave. This applies to all other emotions. If we have an emotion like anxiety, we might drink, we might scroll, we might, you know, obsessively clean or something like that. And we might label these as bad habits if they are for you. But the reason that we are using them is because we are trying to use something externally to solve for something internally. We have an inability to feel anxiety. And so we try to solve for it by going to things outside of us. And this is such a foundational skill that can be life-changing, like just an ability to sit with your feelings and not do anything about them. I mean, imagine if every time you felt anxiety, instead of drinking, you just sat there. Like that alone could be life-changing. But also on a lesser scale, even an emotion like restlessness. If you're feeling restless and you're willing just to kind of be there and breathe into that restlessness in your body and not jump to like run around and do something physical or to scroll or to do anything, when you can just sit with it, then you can avoid bad habits. Emotions themselves are harmless and we don't need to do anything about them. Did you know this? Learning to feel them is what frees up energy because we're not working against anything. When you are feeling your feelings, you are not working against anything. In fact, you are opening up and allowing everything. And when you can open up and allow everything, that is something you never run out of. You run out of willpower and that's why you cave. But the more that you open up, the more your capacity grows to feel your feelings. It's actually the total opposite of willpower. When you sit with an urge enough times and don't do anything about it, it weakens significantly. It rewires. 
it deconditions. This is the neuroplasticity of our brains that we can train it to have desire in response something if we continue to reward that desire but then we can also decondition that by letting ourselves have the desire and to let it go unrewarded and what's really interesting is we can decrease the intensity of our urges and then we can kind of reignite that neural pathway and increase the intensity of our urges just depending on what we're paying attention to and depending on how much we are sitting with our feelings versus reacting to them and satisfying desire versus sitting with it brains are kind of amazing and so if you are able to decrease the intensity of your urges and then they start to increase again it doesn't mean that anything has gone wrong it's just a testament to how powerful your brain is in responding to its environment we have so much more power when it comes to our emotions and our neural pathways than we realize now here is one important piece to all of this that I want to make sure I emphasize. We all have moments where we want something. We have the moments where we want the food, we want the drink, we want the drug, we want the person that's not our spouse. We have desire because our brains like pleasure. And so it has desire for things that it thinks will bring pleasure. It is okay when this desire comes up. If you have a desire for any of these things, it's not a problem. You have a neural pathway that is naturally going to fire or refire, and that is okay. It's just your brain trying to feel good. That's all it means. It doesn't mean anything about you. It doesn't mean that something is wrong with you if you want any of these things. And so when you have this desire, part of feeling the urge and not doing anything about it is just understanding that it's okay that you have the desire to not judge yourself that it's coming up for you. So when you want something, just let yourself want it. Trying not to want it is willpower. Trying to make the want go away is using willpower. And again, that's what can make the want even more. So let yourself want whatever it is that you want and don't do anything about it. Don't make it into a problem. Nothing is wrong with you. Just don't react to it. It's just like if I saw someone's house if I went to someone else's house and I was like oh my gosh your kitchen I want your kitchen I want it so bad I wouldn't make it mean something was wrong about me I mean this is me like every day on Pinterest and Instagram I'm like I want that kitchen that looks so amazing right but I don't make that mean something is wrong with me it's just like yeah I want it and am I gonna go buy it no but it's fun to want it's fun to think about and I just let myself want it and then I forget about it and it's not a big deal it doesn't become a problem for me when you want something, let yourself want it. Do not try to not want it. Just let it be there. Don't try to pretend it isn't what's true for you. What's true is that you do want it. Be honest with yourself about it and just let it be there without doing anything about it. We think sometimes if we let ourselves want it that we might just like go nuts and go crazy. If I really let myself want the food, then I'm just going to eat all of it. And I completely disagree. The more we allow space for our desire and the more we let it be there without judging it the less power that it has because we aren't resisting it we aren't working against it we're just allowing it to be there all the while being in charge you are in charge no matter what you want you are ultimately the one that gets to decide whether you put that food into your mouth it's all up to you and that's the best news is you are always in charge even if it feels like that desire is really compelling you cannot act until you give yourself permission to do so let yourself want the things feel the urge and open up to all of it don't control or restrain just let it be there name the emotion and take 60 seconds just to breathe into it and i promise even after 60 seconds the intensity will change there is never a good use for willpower there just isn't 
So just allow your desire for things to hang out. Just allow for your emotions to be there. If all our emotions are inevitable anyway, then allowing them versus running away from them means that we will always have the energy that we need to live our lives. We won't run out. So don't use willpower. Just allow what you're feeling to be there. Allow that desire to be there. Nothing is wrong with you. That's all I have for you, everybody. Have a great week. Hey, do you have a coach guiding you through your weight journey? If not, I would be so thrilled to be yours. I want to invite you to come work with me in my private one-on-one program where I create an individualized plan for you based on your body in order to create the results that you want. I teach you how to not even want the foods that are sabotaging your physical goals, all while learning how to be more confident, how to feel better, and how to up-level your life. We work to create the body that you want and to feel good doing it. To sign up for a free mini session with me, check out the link in the show notes. I'll see you soon.